Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Amy. And this is Small Town Not Small Minds. What's up? Well, Alex, we are almost into June. June 9th, you know, is your girl's birthday. Woo. Gemini. Gemini season coming up. Well, it will be in full swing once this episode is released. But I came up with a cool idea to celebrate my birthday. We are doing an amazing race, Amy, adventure. So everyone is meeting. There are location points. And Everyone prior to the birthday has to download the Neuron app for the little scoots downtown Red Deer. And we're going to scoot around and there's a cash prize at the end to help cover their scooter fee. So may the best two players win. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm also sad that I'm not going to be there. You would probably win. Well, I'd I'd hope so. I'm like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, what? am I invited? But also you, it's like straight scrambled eggs because you don't know who your partner's going to be because there's couples there. I'm mixing up people. I'm literally throwing all their names in a hat and you could get a random partner that you've never met, including my father who was like, I will be there and I'm going to win. So yeah, so it'll be fun. Um, I love the idea of Amazing Race, but like those scooters are so fun. So meld the two together. Yeah. And then finish the night with like a margarita or like a patio drink, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so that'll mm -hmm. be fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. It won't be a late night, but it will be a fun one. That's for sure. And bonus, I managed to get the day off. Like, I feel like I know no one really ever gets that, but we don't have students that day. And because we're traveling up to, to central Alberta, I like talked to my principal and she was like, you're good. And I was like, awesome. (laughs) What a fantastic birthday. Yeah, I'm super excited. So, well, you will never believe what happened to me. Tell me. Okay. A, I love birds. B, I don't love when they go in the house. And that's exactly what happened. So I was house sitting and I was in the shower and my girlfriend was barbecuing and she's terrified of birds. And I just hear her screaming. And so I run out of the shower, I throw on a robe and a bird got into the house while she was like going back and forth between the barbecue and the house. No. And this house that I'm house sitting at is giant, like his huge peaked ceilings. And the bird is like, it's like a chickadee and it's way up at the top. I'm like, what are we supposed to do with this bird? Like even a ladder isn't tall enough. So I'm like soaking wet and I'm throwing pumpkin seeds at it. Cause I'm just, (laughs) I know there's like this loft. So I was trying to push it towards the loft because if we got it there then the ceiling like I could get it on a ladder so we scared it towards the loft and then I got up on a ladder and I scooped it up in a towel and then let it out of the house wow yeah you actually use like your hands and so what else would I use? <laughs> well, I was just My like feet. I don't even know like I would just hope but then it's probably tough for them to find that out like, that's the thing is it yeah. didn't want to flow fly like yeah. where the doors were it was staying way up high in the peaked ceiling oh. um, I was like we're never going to be able to like bring it back down to the doors totally so just like kind of frightened it towards the second level loft so that at least we could get closer to it 
Wow. Well, good job saving the little chickadee. Yeah, thanks. I even got a little photo shoot with it. It was so little and cute. Oh my God. Please send me the photo. <laughs> yeah, I'm like in like a robe, like this man's robe, just sopping wet. Like, here's this bird. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the pod. I would, but then I feel I'm like, ah, I'm like wearing a stranger's robe. I was that's like, also I weird to know that I was using the upstairs shower because that's their shower and it's the nicer one. But <laughs> well, hopefully they're not listening to the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't think they are, but if they are, thwarted. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the robe. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's washable. It's fine. Exactly. This yeah. week, so excited. Um, we're having Brenda on and I know her through games night and she is a really tough competitor in games mm-hmm. and she's here to talk to us about her fitness journey and it's pretty cool. Yeah. The importance of fitness. So stay tuned. We're excited to have her on. And that's what's, what's up. up. Welcome on today's episode here. We have our guest, Brenda, out of Red Deer. Brenda is the owner of a new gym called Your Story Fitness. And we also met Brenda through a mutual friend, Tyrell, because she went to school with Tyrell. And we've had several game nights with Brenda. Lovely to have you on, Brenda. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Super honored to be here, especially knowing you've had Tyrell on the show before. I just feel like I got to be really special. (laughs) (laughs) He paved the way. (laughs) Yeah, truly. No, it's wonderful. I'm I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. So what are we talking about today? Oh, wait, we can't jump in yet because we got to talk about the most small town thing about us. Mm -hmm. Alex is nodding. I want to know, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm a big fan of TikTok. And I saw a TikTok the other day that I just related to so hard. It was just this girl crying and she's like, it has come to my attention that I'm not a motherfucking city girl. (laughs) And this is the most small town thing about me. I'm in like the smallest, most beautiful city in the world. And it's lovely. And I'm enjoying my time. But I'm also looking forward to going back to my small town in rural Alberta. I just miss small towns. Mm. I love them. Yeah. Brenda, you grew up in Elnora? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you knew Ty from before. So you're a small town girl through and through. Oh, yes. But what's the most small town thing about you? I knew this immediately as soon as you asked. And I'm super excited to share this. And I hope maybe some listeners will appreciate this as well. The other day, I taught my children how to bottle pick the ditches. (laughs) Bottle pick. Oh, my gosh. Like to make buns? Yeah. I was in Alberta for like 72 hours just recently. And it was like strictly business, had no time. And I just kept seeing these shiny cans. And I was like, I wish I had time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, like, wait, are we talking like hundreds of dollars worth of cans in the ditch? What's the input output? I want to know. I mean, just the sheer joy alone, you can't measure. But yeah, sometimes (laughs) find fun little treasures outside of the, you know, five, ten dollars you really make. It depends on how long you go. And like Alex said, time of the year is super important. That like spring just after the thaw, nobody really wants to be out there. It can be a little bit chilly, but nobody really realizes you're driving along. You're like, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. Around signs. And again, my small town people will know why around signs is really important, especially for glass bottles. <laughs> Amy's like, why? And we I'm still like learning. <laughs> Let's have a part two to this. But <laughs> fun treasures. When I took my daughter out, she found a scratch ticket lottery pack a $20 one and won 10 bucks because it was unscratched so oh my gosh 
I know, pretty cool treasures, right? <laughs> very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, the margins aren't huge. It's like a thrill-seeking kind of yeah. thing. It's not a side gig. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I now I recall my 4-H friends because they would do highway cleanup. So yeah. I know it is that highway cleanup, but this was pre like porn being on the internet, and they found like a box of porn mags, and I was like, whoa! And they were like jackpot. Like that was the <laughs> jackpot find on the side of the road, and I was like, wow. Okay. Glove up everybody when you're out so there. Do you think somebody's like partner yeeted that out a window at some point? In time, oh my like, God. Hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like his girlfriend's moving in and he's just like, the box of porn out on the highway. <laughs> was it in the time of like magazines and VHS yet? Or was it just the magazines? Like we were in junior high themselves. Like they were like, came oh. to school and like, they were like, oh. I found a box of porn on the side of the road. And I was like, whoa. That is a big deal. Yeah. It was magazine. Like that was the hype of like the scene. It was like VHS magazines was the only accessible <laughs> way. You know, the blockbuster walking through the, the swinging doors to get to the back naughty videos. That that was the time frame. For me, the most small town thing about me is I live on the corner of 12th and McLeod. And when I say goodbye to people, when they come to visit me in the city, this is just like a throwback to when I was a kid. I'd like love to see them off, but my apartment actually overlooks the street that they drive on. And I'm like full dork. I like look for my friend's cars to like pass as they drive away. And sometimes I take pictures of them because I'm like, this is fun for me. Like, there you go. You're leaving me. Goodbye, snap. And then I'll send it to them and I'm like they don't need to see that Amy <laughs> they're good they know they're leaving and also they're driving <laughs> so it's just like a little <laughs> special thing but I also love seeing all of like in my building because I set, have such a great street view I get to see all my friends like walk their dogs or go to the grocery store or go for lunch and I'm always I'm like sorry, is this most small town things are like most creepy things we do <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But th- I feel like that is a small town thing. Cause I love doing that in my house in Stuttler where I was like, I'd sit outside and I'd see like everyone I knew like bike or roll past me. And you kind of always just knew what everyone was up to. You're like, Oh yeah, there's Warren out for his little walk, his night walk. And like, Oh, there's Kathy getting home from work. Like you just kind of know. So I like being in the know in my little unit up here. So it's fun. Brenda, we're talking about fitness. I have to be honest. I'm I feeling a little guilty myself. I feel like I've fallen off the wagon just this week alone. May, June gets so busy. Yeah, like I kind of want to know, like, how did you even get into fitness? Because you've done a, a lot of things. I, I know in your intro, I kept it sweet because this was part of your story. But like, how did you even succumb to finding, you know, fitness or owning a fitness studio? a great story i'm happy to tell it i'm gonna i'm gonna just challenge your perspective just to scotch for a second here i just want you to think of fitness as less of a wagon to fall off of and more of just like something to enjoy and explore right i everybody's like oh i've fallen off the wagon like it's, it's not a wagon eating well isn't a wagon if there's no wagon it's just what you choose to do and how you choose to do it right so sometimes it's cyclical if you need to take a little bit of time off of that kind of practice then that's okay too that's a big part of my philosophy is give yourself grace. So how I got into fitness was by really not giving myself grace. I like initially seen a picture of my body just very recently postpartum with my daughter about 10 years ago. And I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way I looked. I was just in a body that I wasn't comfortable in. And so I was like, I got to do something for myself. At that point in time, I was a stay-at-home mom. 
and I joined a boot camp and I was, I'll tell you ladies, and Ty will tell you this too. I was like, not an active kid. Like I would walk with my friends in Elnora. Of course you can walk in the middle of the road, right? There's 200 people there, but um, I walk with my friends. I'd bike a little bit, but I wasn't like really a team sports person. I played volleyball because it was the least amount of running. Like I just, you know, baseball and soccer. I enjoyed them, but I'm more like past my friends, that kind of stuff. I wasn't really into the whole team sport thing. I took phys ed in high school, literally only because I needed it to graduate. And now I'm a gym owner. So to listeners out there, you know, your stars can change whenever, but so I joined this boot camp and I learned very quickly in it that I enjoyed giving myself that time. I enjoyed exploring movement. I enjoyed becoming stronger. I enjoyed seeing the physical changes in my body and the hard work that I was putting in. I love my kids like as much as anybody else, right? But I love that time to myself. I loved that hour to be like, this is me and I can focus on me. It sort of made me realize that I wasn't really happy where I was uh, in my marriage and in my relationship and made me kind of see things from a different perspective. Things kind of changed in that situation. And I took up running a little bit and then uh, things changed a little bit further in my life situation. And I had another baby. And at the time I was working with children with learning disabilities, which was, it's amazing. Also part of what we do, which is kind of great now that like everybody has ADHD, which is also another topic. Um, <laughs> and not to demean anybody who has it, of course, I have a degree in psych. So I fully understand and believe it is working with children with learning disabilities in a very active role. Um, we had sessions and we were playing games while we were doing it and they're physical games and using that outlet of physicality tying to brain body connection, which is kind of one of the underlying building blocks to doing what I do now. So I was working with children and a friend of mine was like, I really think that you would like obstacle course racing. And I was like, what the heck is that? It was like Spartan racing. And I watched a video and it was like crazy hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, these people are amazing. Like, I could never do that. And, the, and then the next instant I was signed up for my first race <laughs> and I did it. I think I was six months postpartum and it was amazing. And I loved it. it. The camaraderie was incredible. If anybody's ever done a Spartan race, which I think Amy, you have. Yeah. Alex, I'm not sure Ty's drug you into one yet. Um, he tried really hard. He even, like, for a birthday, bought my entrance fee, and I still didn't go. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, Alex is a no-go on it. Amy, you know, like, it's just a vibe, right? So I, with that philosophy, I was like, you know what, I'm coming back at this, like, stronger and lighter for next year. Like, I want to do this again. It was a great challenge. I loved it. And to that end, I found another bootcamp that was specific to obstacle course racing. And I joined that and I gained like a ton of strength and conditioning for it. And Ty and I went and did a race the next year and I crushed him, um, of course. But <laughs> I think you hit the podium that one. Not that one. No, that okay. was the year I did for fun. And it was the year after that, that I raced competitively. Uh, and I started to started to win races after that. But shortly after uh, I did that run with Ty, it was he and Jenny. And then another couple friends were like, you know what, Brenda, you're like, you actually make a pretty good coach. And I was like, well, like, I never thought about that, right? Because I wasn't a team sport person. I, I didn't have a kinesiology background, all these things that you feel like you should have to have, right? And so I kind of just was like, well, I don't know, look at some things. And Sure, I'll, I'll dive in. I don't know, kind of sounding like a dive in head first person here, but I do it and took a personal training course and started a job at a gym that I love very much coaching classes there and 
yeah, it feels like the rest is history, but that's again, just so much of a foundational building block. So started coaching a little bit, really fell in love with it. Uh, I gave up my job uh, with children with learning disabilities, but again, taking that forward with me, I already felt like I was able to understand how to coach to different learning styles, right? Being able to show people how to do something, tell people how to do something and then combine it, right? Talk through what I'm doing, that kind of stuff, right? So I had some really good building blocks to be pretty successful in what I was doing. And so I was at a gym for a while, a couple of years coaching there. And then with the recent pandemic, of course, shut down. And I waited a year for it to open and uh, it really never did. It's coming back a little bit as a rental space and they're doing some more classes and stuff out of there. But in the meantime, I just felt this incredible need to pass on my knowledge to people, to be able to get bodies moving, to be able to be interactive. And I love people. I need people. So I just started coaching some boot camps outside when the weather was good. And sometimes when it was bad, like I think I started coaching in minus 10 and snow falling around us. Like that's how badly people wanted to be able to move. So yeah, started that kind of mid pandemic and was outside for two years, basically through the months of uh, March to October, and then online as much as we could. And then in January, I found an absolutely incredible space in downtown Red Ear. And uh, yeah, now we're here. So since January, I've been coaching indoors a little bit more, and it's been really, really great. That's awesome. What a yeah. journey. And I know that was one thing I I asked you before too, is like, what's so different about your gym? Because there's gyms everywhere, right? Like you can go to any gym. What makes your gym the place to go? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked that. Part of my philosophy to fitness, of course, we chatted before was that I want movement to be functional for people. When the pandemic happened, of course, I was like running races really strong and, you know, doing lots of things with my body, being really physical, quite a good focus on it, that kind of thing. And then everything just kind of screeching stop. And I thought to myself, in essence, what is it that I really want to do with my body? I want to be able to move it well and I want to be pain free. So those are kind of, again, things that I bring forward. So what makes my gym different is that every class, every personal training session starts out with 10 to 15 minutes of like full body mobility. We get in touch with the joints. We're also very social. That's a big thing too. So while we're doing this, we're talking to people, we're sharing stories, which again, your story fitness kind of makes sense, right? We're sharing stories, we're bonding, we're commiserating some days, just depends on the vibe, right? That's a big part of what makes us different. Another part is I try to keep it affordable for people too. So if somebody says to me, like, you know, I just can't really make it this month. Okay, what can you make, right? What are you able to contribute? Is there something else that you can do for the gym if you're not able to pay fees, right? I just want to break those barriers down to fitness for people, right? Another thing that makes my gym different is that we're family friendly, which is very, very hard to find. I don't feel like we should have a separation between family and movement. I think there's so many different situations where it's so important for children to see, the majority of my clients are women, so for children to see their mother being strong in a situation, right? Or watch them to gain strength or, or for children to see parents using and moving their bodies in ways that are challenging, but also awesome and showing that social bond, I think is so important too. I mean, my kids are there quite often. And uh, it's less of a reason for people to not have consistency in their movement as well, too, because, you know, you know, they're just not feeling well or they're off school right now and I can't afford a babysitter. That's fine. Bring them. We have childcare there, of course, which is really great. Sometimes we got a little room for them and toys and that kind of thing. 
So that's more about the space. What you had asked, what makes my coaching style unique or comfortable for everyone is, of course, I mentioned I do have a degree in psychology. So mental health is always super important to me. So if there's a day that you just aren't there to hustle your butt in a 45 minute workout and you just want to come and take a blankie and read in the corner, that's fine. Like you can come and starfish on the mat. I will never penalize anybody for being a little bit late because we don't control the traffic and we don't control everything that happens to us. And we don't control when children decide it's meltdown time before we leave. And I don't penalize people for missing classes. And I just want it to be a safe space for people to truly be themselves and show up for themselves as best as they can. I think that's kind of like I just love that because I so I was the same as you when you were talking about growing up how you're like not really doing a lot of sport I also did gym just because I needed to to graduate and then I just never saw myself as someone who could be in a gym I'm still very intimidated by it but I've luckily found some people like in Stetler that really helped me and we're like, yeah, this is something that's accessible to you. But what I want to go back to is I love how you were like, I want to challenge your perspective about like getting on the wagon, off the wagon kind of thing. And while like, I, I love that. And I'm like, yes, that's how my perspective should be. It's just not. And I hate that. Like, I feel like when you're like, I take that hour for me, I feel like that is like just another thing I have to do. You know, like, how do I work on my perspective? Even though I'm like, ah, I want it to be for me. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few things that I tell my clients and people when they're struggling with that kind of thing. It's just a little bit of wording change. So rather than I have to do, I get to do. I get to go and spend this time on myself. And there are many people in the world who don't, right? I get to be able to explore movement. I get to make myself stronger. I get to clear my mind. And the other thing I say is if you are not able to show up for yourself for a 60 minute workout, do 321s, do a 10 minute walk. Grab a yoga video on YouTube and do a 20 minute yoga video, something you've never done before. So many different things on YouTube that you can do. You can, yeah, just go for a little nature walk, go explore. Another one I like to do is like, what is one of the most fun ways that we love to just sweat? And you don't think it's cardio. What are we doing? We're dancing. Throw on your favorite tunes, load them up in your earbuds, whatever you want to do, blast them and just dance just dance your heart out even if you're doing it by yourself it's cardio and you don't even realize it's like the fun cardio right you don't have to be doing all the movements right nobody has to see what you're wearing or what you're doing you just are taking even that you know 15 minutes 15 minutes of dancing is a lot but even that 15 minutes right it's okay to break it up it's the same as doing it all as one all in once right so if you're like i really don't have a full hour block today that i can do something but i do have 10 minutes where i can do a mobility routine and i do have 15 minutes where i can maybe run some stairs this afternoon and i do have 10 minutes tonight where i can foam roll which is also super important just throwing it out there or do a little bit of a yoga video or you know what let me book a lunch walk with a friend those are still easy ways that outside of the gym we're still able to stay accountable to ourselves I want to go back to the, like the sustainability of working out because I think the thing is, is sometimes like I like penalize myself. Like I might have a really crazy busy week, but I'm still dedicated to movement. Like I realized like, as you were saying that when you're like, can I challenge your way of thinking, Amy? Like every day I track my steps and my data and like, I will not allow myself to go to bed without hitting a minimum requirement of steps. And then I have a personal goal every day. but. Now that I say that as much as I'm like, oh, this week has been like whack for me where I, I haven't felt like I did all of the workouts that I normally do. 
I was still really active. So like, I just hearing you speak again, I was like, like, even now after this, like my friends, like, Hey, like, I'm going to come down, like, let's go for a bike quickly. And I'm like, yes. And that isn't even necessarily for my movement. It was just for my mental because I find like certain cardio complete therapy. And I'm like, I've been working away. So it's just nice to have a break. That's just something else. But I always tell people I'm going to live till 102. And so (laughs) I am dedicated to keeping my body. It's like an investment. Like if I'm going to make it, I have to put in that time and energy now. Yes. Self. Your body and your health are truly the greatest investments that you can put your time and energy into. Truly, truly, they are. It's the kind of thing with with so much of it that once it's gone, it's it's either so hard to get it back or you don't get it back, right? So especially as we age, and we are aging, I'm sorry to bring it up, but we are. <laughs> especially as we age, it does become more important for us to challenge the typical patterns of how our bodies move to keep them healthy. Yeah. And to uh, continue to try to just put that time into ourselves. There was this TikTok video that was going around when I was actually like posting my own content. And it's this guy and all of his videos start out with like, go to the fucking gym, go to the fucking gym, go to the fucking gym. And I just replied back and I was like, don't go to the gym if you don't, if you want to. Like, don't go to the gym if you don't. Go for a bike ride, go for a walk, go tread water for 20 minutes. Like do all these other things that we can do that don't have to take place in the gym. And I feel like I'm destroying my own business model because I own a gym and I want people to be in it. But at the end of the day, I truly just want to be, want people to be healthy and strong and happy in their own bodies. Like that's really what it comes up to. And part of that is challenging our uh, head spaces sometimes. And because it is a spiral, it is a dark spiral. We're like, well, I'm not going to make the gym and then I'm not going to feel good and I'm not going to sleep well later, you know? And then it's, the, well, it's day two and I haven't made it to the gym. And like, so-and-so is going to be so mad at me that I'm not there. And like, we just got to give ourselves grace, right? We live in a hustle bustle world. We, we just got to be able to give ourselves grace and say yes to ourselves at the same time too, right? Say yes to ourselves that, you know what? Okay. Maybe the dishes can wait and I will throw on a five, 10 minute dance party or that kind of thing, right? Maybe you're like running while you do the dishes. No, that's too much. <laughs> I really liked Brenda when you talked about challenging how I should think about fitness in terms of, you know, not like shaming or guilting myself when, you know, things don't go as perfectly planned because that's the way life is. And also just the opportunity to say, like, it's also healthy to just listen to your body and what it really needs in that moment of time. And like this week, I just needed way more rest than I normally do. But something has to give because I can't do all the things I'm doing if I don't listen to that moment. But I think I'm not the only person when I say that is that you do feel a lot of guilt, which is like a good thing that we understand that movement is medicine, but it's about factoring it best into our lives so I think like Uh, sorry Amy just to say like you're not moving the same way as you were last week necessarily but you are someone that always moves and I like how Brenda was saying like just dance or walk or that kind of stuff and I think that's what I need to do in terms of my thinking is when I go for a big walk that's doing something for my body and doing Mm -hmm. something for me Yep. So maybe that guilt can be erased a little bit when you're like, yeah, I went for my walk. Maybe I didn't go to the gym and raise my heart rate as high as I normally do, but I still did something to move today. Yeah. I still did something that was important for my body. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. 
it's such a good way to be able to reframe and then to think about movement outside of just being in a gym as again the celebration of what our bodies can do right because we are moving in so many different situations and then if it's maybe like okay you're going for you usually do like a 20 minute walk but you know you're not going to go to the gym later or you want to up that a little bit maybe you find a route that has a set of stairs on it and so you'll do a set of stairs or two or a big one again I bring up aging I'm sorry but our gait patterns change as we age as well too and our steps get shorter so to continue to try to challenge that try a couple times if you feel weird about it where nobody is but where our steps get a little bit longer or where we sidestep up a hill a couple of times or something like that and challenge the body differently that way as well right maybe you are like can't go to the gym today but i can do a 20 minute walk and i can throw eight soup cans in my backpack and make it like a rock right make it like a heavy walk or something like that so many things that we can do so um, brenda when you say like our gait changes if like me doing movement now am i like setting myself up for future me if i'm doing those things now Absolutely. You bet. You are setting yourself up as well as you possibly can. It's so important, especially for women. Our bone density changes so much, again, as we age, right? Being able to move our bodies and uh, exploring it that way and changing our gait patterns and stuff, we are stretching different muscles and using different things. And like the big one as we age is our hips get really locked up and they move in one direction only. So try to challenge them and move them in as many ways as we can. And that's going to be able to keep us moving in those ways so much longer. When I talk about functional fitness, I was telling Amy this, we do a movement called a surrender where your hands are behind your head and you come down onto your knees into a kneeling position and then you get back up from there. And people are like, oh my gosh, this is so stupid but I tell them when you're 70 years old and you fall down and you're able to get your own butt back up you'll be so proud you'll be so happy like this is why I talk about movement for life right functional fitness so yeah absolutely if you're doing it now it is an investment for future you for sure yeah, I just think it's so important. Women, I was talking about our bone density changing. Of course, we lose it really, really quickly. Um, lifting weights actually helps to prevent that, helps to stave it off a little bit, which is super cool and super nice. So not only do you get to be like super fit and pick up the big stuff and put it down, but it also helps you when you're 60, 70, right? Yeah, I think too, like I think about how much my body aches when I don't move. Versus yeah. when I do move, like, like, you know, when you even wake up a bit, you're just like still a bit stiff even. And like, totally. it isn't until you have like that. Well, for me, and it isn't until I have about like an hour activation. I'm like a whole hour routine person, but I've incorporated <laughs> stretching into there in the morning because just like from laying down for so long, like my body needs like a big opening and awakening. And I noticed that if I don't have movement in the day, and like, sometimes it's like late at night, and I, I will still like, jump on the treadmill or do something or go for a late walk at like 9pm yeah. at night, because I'm like, man, I don't want to hurt if I don't move, right. So like, yeah. for me, I can feel that total difference. So yeah, like I try and keep that in mind too, is like, what would my life look like? Because I solely rely on my body and my ability every single day that I couldn't Definitely. do the things I do every day if I don't. Touching back on the the guilt thing that happens, like we all get it for sure. I just like to challenge people again, thought patterns, just gently and say like guilt 
gets us no further. It's like putting rocks, more rocks in a suitcase and trying to drag them with you. And the only person that's going to get those rocks out of that suitcase is you. Only you will be able to forgive yourself for maybe skipping that workout, right? Which again, goes back to mental health because guilt brings us down and it keeps us in that dark spiral, right? And it's so hard to get out of it sometimes. So if you're able to relieve yourself of that, to forgive yourself for, okay, I didn't make it to the gym, but I can do this or something else, right? It's it's just so relieving for us. It's so important. And you will be so much happier when you do get back to the gym because it won't be like, oh my God, like I haven't been here in three days and everybody's going to be like, where have you been? And like, so, and then that gym intimidation is a big thing that comes out too, right? In so many different ways. And even if you're not working out in classes still, you might, you might have a coach that comes up to you and be like, oh, you know, I haven't been here in a couple of days. And like, maybe you really have no good excuse why you haven't been to the gym. And then you start to feel even worse. And then it just becomes negatively associated, right? There are so few and far between people who are like, yeah, I haven't been to the gym in three days, but I'm going to go and like kick its butt and like not feel bad about it, right? Like so many people do, especially because we are creatures of habit. Um, so when we expect that we're going to be doing something at a certain time, our bodies want us to be doing that and our brains want us to be doing that when it doesn't get fulfilled it's like uh oh what now right so that's why I try to tell people for mental health and for physical health that health that the gym can be it can be everywhere it can be you know in your own home and I'm not talking just equipment it, but it can be you know a, a fun set of stairs it can be a good walk with a friend I've mentioned this one to Amy as well too when my clients are like oh, I just don't really love the gym I tell them to uh, get back to a sport that they played when they were younger go and explore that again there's so many leagues out there that are just for fun like beer league type stuff and it just keeps people going mm -hmm. and there's camaraderie in that as well too right so just take it back down to basics what do you really want out of movement and then just seek that and explore that you'll find so many people that are like you <laughs> it's crazy I really like your perspective Brenda like it's very I don't know I like the idea of removing that guilt it's something that I need to work on because I do move every day I just yeah. don't sit in the gym and yeah. so just kind of re rewriting that story for me my own my own story fitness your own um, <laughs> I think is really good so Brenda if people want to follow you or if they're in the Red Deer area want to head to your story fitness where can we where can we find you um you can find me on Instagram your.story.fitness uh you can find me on Facebook at your story fitness uh and you can find me downtown in a location that doesn't have a sign on top of it yet but I will have <laughs> <laughs> you can find me downtown, uh, 4736th Street, I think, uh, Ross Street Center building. Do you guys know where Cool Beans was, that little, like, bus? I don't yep, know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, right beside where the little bus was by Central Middle School there. So that's oh, okay. sometimes, sometimes you'll find us being weirdos at the park doing random things. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I want to challenge myself to come join you this summer for a workout. I have summer yeah, off. Yeah. I'm going to see if you do a park one or an outdoor one. I'll try and uh, yeah, put them up so for it and do all the surrenders that move. Yeah, <laughs> do them all. They're super good for that hip stability and uh, hip mobility and core movement. It's a great core movement, especially once you're weighted. I know a big thing with gym intimidation for people is that they're like, 
I'm not going to know what to do, or I'm not going to know how to do that, or I'm not going to be able to lift that weight, or I'm not, you know, I've got this injury, I've got that injury, I'm, I just, I, the gym just isn't for me. All of our classes are scaled so that every person is able to find a movement that's challenging for them. So if that's somebody that's very advanced, if that's somebody that's very new, we'll be able to cater to both of them in the same class. And every movement is explained. It's not just like, yeah, we're doing squats today, go do a hundred of them, right? We still go through the movement, everything is shown, it's explained. And uh, we keep the group the group classes uh, small as well too, just for that quality of instruction, right? It's a small town thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a small town thing. We like to be able to have that sort of feels. My goal with my business is small group training that feels personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my big goal. So awesome. I well, thank that. you so much for sharing your knowledge, your place of like business as well. But more importantly, I think kind of normalizing what fitness can look like for everyone. And it's just the mobility of keeping our bodies moving and active. And I think a lot of people lost that momentum during COVID and they're still trying to regain it back. And (laughs) definitely. And so I think like, as you even say, like not to gatekeep your own fitness, like fitness is anything you want it to be, as long as you're keeping your body activated and moving and you're challenging yourself, like keep doing that. So thanks for leading the way out there. Hey, I hope so. It's uh, it's the direction I'd like to see fitness going in where, yeah, not gatekeeping, I think, is a is a big ideal for me. <laughs> I'm happy to be at the forefront of those changes where it's it's more acceptable for many different body styles to be doing whatever they want to do and showing up however you want to show up, right? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on yeah, today. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you for having me. Awesome. After, After show. show. Oh, <laughs> good job. That was good. <laughs> God, I love Brenda's energy. Like whenever I see her, it's just a great time. So so happy to have her on the show. And as someone like, I don't know, you said towards the end there, Amy, that like since like lockdown, people are still trying to like kind of get their groove back. And I guess I've been hard on myself mentally because I haven't really been in the gym since the pandemic, but like I'm kayaking all the time. I go for walks all of the time. I'm outside constantly. So I, it was a nice reminder to kind of rewire my thinking because I am active and I do care about movement for my body. I'm just not in the gym. So it's not the same as it was before, but that doesn't mean I need to like penalize myself. So I was just happy to to have that reminder. One thing too, that stood out to me is that she talked about a psych degree. And I think historically people who had took psych degrees in university they were like great what do I do with that and I think the people I know who have taken psych degrees have such an in-depth introspective way of how they can apply that knowledge that they learned from courses like the brain and how you function and behaviors it's in our everyday and Mm -hmm. it's really very applicable and she talked about it being applicable when she worked with students with learning disabilities and how it's very, very applicable when she works with people on their bodies. And I think having that kind of empathy and approach to learning or sorry, teaching and learning and understanding people makes you really successful in the work you do with people. The other thing I thought was really cool about her is the support, like it being such a safe place. I think sometimes, like you said, it's scary for people and intimidating, but she's not asking you, you know, why weren't you here the last two days? She's just happy you're here and like, let's get moving kind of thing. And just kind of empowering you that way. 
So that's really key, I think. Going back to what you said about the pandemic, Alex, she said to me, when people say like, I've been out of shape or I just stopped moving or I I gave up on it. She asked them, how long ago was this? And if they're like, that was five years ago. And she's like, I hate to tell them, but it's probably going to take you five years to get back to mm-hmm. like adapting and changing that pattern and lifestyle. So I think about people from the pandemic. Back to what you were. Like maybe Not you even have like, a new normal. And it might even change, right? Like what you yeah. were is different. But yeah. I think it's just to get, to reintroduce all that mobility. I think we're so used to a fast paced environment to be like, well, I used to be able to deadlift 250 pounds. Like how come I can't do that now? Well, you gave it up. So exactly. now you have to building block entry level, all of that back into your life. So I think about people from the pandemic, like you were just saying, and it's like, that was two years ago. We're still on one year recovery post the end of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you still have time to do all this stuff. And I think not doing it hard and fast is important to the sustainability of it is like that consistency, like we talked about with the nutritionist and other fitness Mm -hmm. people is like, it's an everyday approach kind of thing. Yeah, And like, I don't want to like, to have that perspective be like oh you've been out of the gym for so long well you're never going to get it back or it's going to be this long or whatever I I still really like Brenda's like shift in perspective okay move take the stairs like just have some movement totally totally. and that seems way less intimidating than trying to deadlift however many pounds if it's just like make sure you move today and you took some time for you today well I can do that and I liked her too she said she also she looks at what what did you love when you were a kid because mm-hmm. chances are you still love that. It's just that yeah. you created your own barriers and what forever, whatever reason. So yeah. dancing, biking, cycling. I do all of those things. I yeah. did when I was 11. <laughs> I do them now. Softballs, you know, like all of them. So yeah. yeah, I think that's really important. And she has a positive message. And I honestly, I'm gonna I'm make it my personal challenge this summer to go work out with her. I want to see, I want to yeah. see it in action. So yeah, do it. Okay. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Well, you could do it in the fall. Okay, well, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, but oh. no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It was great to have Brenda on. Be sure to give her a follow your story fitness and maybe even catch a workout, a workout with her. Totally. Jar of questions. If you could run a food truck, what kind of food truck would you run? Now, Alex, I feel like everyone who knows you well would know Mm-hmm. Let's just say it together. One, two, three. Ice cream truck. <laughs> now, here's, here's the thing. I don't want to be like the ice cream truck that drives around with the song. Yeah, because, that's haunting. Oh, I know. I just, I love ice cream. I hate the repetitive yeah. song. So I'd want to be like a stationary, like have a spot and not be one of the ones that drives around and then do something cool with it. Like, I don't know, waffles and ice cream or something like that. So I'm not like just like the popsicle van that drives around neighborhoods. So, so that's like, my only cap. Waffles and ice cream, like, like, would you put other like fun toppings? Or are you saying like, like when you say waffles, I always think of um chicken. Have you seen people oh, chicken, chicken strips and ice creams? I'm not yeah. going to do chicken waffles and ice cream. <laughs> too many things. No, yeah. I just mean I would make some sort of novelty thing. So I'm not just like freezies and popsicles driving around in the van. Like I'd want sure. it to be like a special. Hagen dogs. I love Hagen dogs. Throw some in there. That would be an easy sale. Yeah, I know. But I, then I think you're still, you're getting really close to the 
the freezy ice cream van territory like mm. like if i was like using like kind ice cream and i was like they're like you mm. know how like happy cow has the like ice cream bike with the ice cream sandwiches right like that okay so like unique specialty items like i i think any ice cream truck would crush it like mm-hmm. if i think about us seasonally the- only yeah Sure. And it's not like you have to run it. I'm just saying like, technically you, you run it. No, like you have to run it. it. Oh, no. you personally <laughs> no. need to run it. I mean, I don't want to run any it. of these food trucks, but you have I... to work on this food truck oh. at least for a year. Okay, fine. Just the startup year. Okay. What do you think I would pick? Because like I had an instant reaction to this question. Oh. Sushi? Too risky. Not okay. enough refrigeration space. Okay. I don't know. Ames, what are you picking? Mexican. Okay. Just as I said it, I was going to say Mexican. Yeah. Like street tacos, baby. And like, I am not going to be one of those places that is out of shrimp. I'm going to have the shrimp there too. Because every time I order like tacos somewhere, they're like, oh, no, no shrimp. And I'm like, what? I'm going to have shrimp and fish tacos, pork, beef, chicken. The guacamole is fresh. You got all your fixings, sour cream, salsa, mango salsa. Maybe, maybe I sell a little cervezas on there too. That would be fun. Is that legal? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll have a liquor license. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But also need a lot of refrigeration space, but uh, we're short hours because we're going to be out of demand like instantly. We'll be popping up places and boom, gone. So I really only do like a three hour shift sold out. Right. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. But shrimp always there like you're shrimp, never guaranteed one of the yeah. specialty oh, okay. items yeah guaranteed shrimp and okay. this this truck is not for people who are anti-cilantro this is a cilantro only truck so amy <laughs> some people have a gene it's not a preference it's i know really I just, it's just so good but yeah no not we'll have me. some we'll be inclusive we'll allow the soap tasting friends to join us Okay, because I was about to ban you from my ice cream bicycle. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I feel like they, these would be a hit for summer. And I have not eaten from a food truck in a while. So I'm really hoping that's on my bucket list this summer. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Food Fest actually was the last time I had a food truck. So yeah. I live like a block away from several food trucks. Do you? Yeah, I've only ate there once. Hmm. Mexican? I to eat out. No yeah. way. Okay, okay. Yeah. That see that's hard on a food truck cuz you want things to move quick and fast, right? But mm-hmm. I'm sure they got it down to a science. Exactly. All right. Well, let's turn it to our audience. If you could run a food truck, what food truck are you running? This podcast is edited by myself, Avery Suvers, and music is mixed by Moons Over Mars. 